such a time as now. I am my brother's keeper. We are a brotherhood here to fellowship and bring glory to the most high. To the most high. So hello, 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 and welcome to I Am My Brother's Keeper podcast. We have changed it up a little bit because I am the host today and we've got a good show a dear brother of mine brother elijah who i met several years ago is on standby to speak and tell us his testimony that is what we got coming up for you but the resident brothers are here in the room amen, say something amen, amen 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 i was waiting for you to just ride this you get me yeah man. yeah man blessings brother david i'm here man brother benjamin i'm here yeah, blessings to be here man do you want to say hi brother elijah Yes, um, how you doing, man? Um, Good thanks for having me on, man. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a real blessing, you know. I'm, I'm really much been looking forward to this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just giving God the glory, you know, amen, and um, yeah, just thanking Him for what He's done, you know. Amen, amen. So yeah, so just uh, to the listeners out there, we're gonna let you know how you can get in contact with us and how you can listen to the shows. It's Insta i dot am dot mbk that's insta twitter is i dot am dot mbk um email is benjamin dot i am mbk at gmail.com you could give your emails i could give my email (laughs) i could i could but brother b is really good with the administration so we'll keep it like that for a second spotify is i am my brother's keeper in america as well so that's arise to glow radio station arise to glow.co uh, the website is arise to glow tv.com and you can download the app arise to glow apple tv and android also roku arise to glow as well lhcint.com to donate to the non-profit lighthouse city so yeah we do thank arise to glow because our show does play across seas in america and we've got some great listeners out there without further ado we're going to try and get into this episode with a wonderful guest, um, my brother Elijah. We yes, have known each other since I think 2012, maybe perhaps. Um, yeah, I feel like something, yes, along those kind of lines there, still yeah. catching a lot of jokes, um, and also building muscle. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, I was always in competition with you, but uh. <laughs> somehow you, you you just always went ahead of me in that in that field so it's good to have you on the show oh thank you bro thank yeah. you thank you thank you thank you for this opportunity so um you briefly spoken to brother benjamin and brother phil today and they have a few questions for yourself but i'll start with my first question for you okay cool. yeah so my first question is like how do you connect with the most high well, um, through, through prayer, you know, through, through reading his word, yeah. you know, through prayer and reading his word, my friends, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a relationship in it. And, and that's how we have the word of God as, as, as a guide, yeah. you know, God, anything that we need, yeah, the literally is in the word, you know, that's how true. to be born again, how to be saved, mm-hmm. you know, how to live righteously, you know, if, if we have any stronghold, anything that we're going through in our lives, yeah, the word of God, God has made a way. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember watching, um, no, not watching, sorry. I went to a, a conference not too long ago, yeah, and yeah. um, it's called um, The Land That Was Slain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was a pastor, you may you may have heard of him, his name's um, Pastor Keith Marcuson, very powerful man of God, just a blessing, mm-hmm. truly a blessing. And he was preaching on the propitiation, yeah, mm-hmm. basically the scripture when it says that um, he, he is the propitiation for our sins, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically in that his meaning, yeah, he's saying that, Anything that we will need, he meets all of our needs. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, he is the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anything that we need, you know, he provided for us. You know, like in 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 um in in past, present, and future, mm-hmm. he 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 covered it all. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he covered it all in every respect. You know, like so when we're when we're when we're born again, we we truly are sealed in it. Like we're sealed with the with the promise of God. Mm-hmm. You know that um. You know, it's it's yeah, it's just it says it all, man. It's just a blessing, you know. God is good, you know. Yeah, I can I can fully appreciate that. Um what you said there, connecting with the word. We all have had amazing experiences connecting with the word when um 
when before Brother Benjamin and Brother Phil and I uh, started up this podcast, we were doing Bible study on a Friday, and yeah. you know, we, we sometimes we we wanted to get from let's say chapter one of John to chapter you know twenty or whatever, or maybe yeah. even five chapters. Sometimes we couldn't even get past a couple of verses because yeah. the, the word is just like so powerful and it um it highlights a lot of different things and speaks to us yeah they say there's death it's, it's the sword in it it's, it's what it's the sword the as sword, we say yeah. it's the, um yeah it's our it's our logo in it it's like it's what is so powerful in so many different areas of everyone that understands it and really deeps it so yeah i just feel like yeah reading the bible today as well for me reading I'm in Deuteronomy at the moment and I was reading, I read like from chapter, well I listened today, I didn't read because I was in the gym mm-hmm. and I did a 45 minute gym session and I read from, I listened from chapter 8 to chapter 28 mm. and some of the things, I'm just in the middle of the gym just profound, like wow, like some of the, yeah, just stunned by the word, like, mm-hmm. but yeah man, it's such a blessed bit of scripture to be able to even like access, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's such a blessing to even to be able to... We are very, very fortunate to be mm. able to access access something that is so, so profound. Oh, yeah, it's profound. So man. you connect through, through, you connect with the Most High through reading the word and praying as well. So tell me about your prayer life. Um, I know that this question that I'm asking is um, almost like a prelude to some of the questions that Brother Benjamin has put forward. So his question follows his expertise, background in teaching, etc. So he's <laughs> he's got a good he's got a great format. But what I was gonna say is how do you pray? Is it like a, in the morning you say a prayer and don't pray again throughout the rest of the day before bed or you know, how, how is your prayer life? So um you know when I wake up in the morning, yes um I um you know I pray. Yeah. You know, because it's a thing where um, it's like this. Um, maybe some of you may be married, or um, and Lord mm-hmm. within, you know, you're you're caught in to be married. Yeah. But um, what I'd say is, is that you think about when you're in love. You know, what's the first thing? Who who's the first thing on your mind when you wake mm-hmm. up, when you go to sleep? All those mm-hmm. kind of things. There. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Well, it, it's it's a relationship in that respect. So yeah. in the morning, you know, it's it's seeking the Lord. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Because. I feel like, you know, um, by the grace of God, you know, um, in, in my, my short little walk, that's what, you know, I, I've come to realize that um, it's not about me. And, and, and what I say is it's not about any of us because, you know, even you see Jesus, what did he say in the Garden of Gethsemane? Mm-hmm. He said, um, you know, um, is there any other way to take this cup from me? Mm-hmm. And um, the father said, um, he said, you know, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. You know, there's another scripture when he talks and he says that um, my meat yeah, or my food is to do the will of the one who sent me to do, to do the will of my father. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, everything here was about the father. Mm. Even, even when you look here and it says, yeah, on that day, many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out mm-hmm. demons? Didn't we heal the sick? Yeah. And he says, yeah, basically, yeah, only those who do the will of my father will enter into heaven yeah mm-hmm. so it's always about the father's will yeah it's not it's not about us so i believe that 100 as the tip as the, um, the scripture teaches us you know we must seek his will and obviously to know what he he, he wants us to do how to live how to walk mm-hmm. how to talk what he has for us mm-hmm. you know knowing like truly like obviously because sometimes pride can come into us i remember the other day i was in my shop and i was um i think i was dressing i, I was like um fixing up some suits or something like that. Anyways, now, yeah. And I'm thinking about all the times, yeah, when I've said it myself, yeah, that I knew better than God. And I thought, wow, like, that's mad. That's just prideful. How can I, how can I, yeah, a fallible man, yeah, think that I know better than God any of the times, yeah, when I've went my own way and I've been disobedient, haven't listened to God, and I thought, nah, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying, yeah? That's just, that's just, that's foolishness. Because obviously God's, obviously God's way is, is right, in it? Yeah. Like, God has better plans for you than you have for your own life because the plans that we have for our own life yeah, are selfish and self-conceited and ultimately would lead to destruction but the plans that he has for our lives yeah, yeah. you know are 
you know forget about the things of this world forget about material things yeah mm-hmm. none of those things matter because it's fleeting they're passing away really quickly it's true you know but it's, it's about doing doing it for him yeah. do you know what I'm trying to say yeah. it, it's all about it's always been about him you know and and knowing that and obviously and, and, and by the grace of God doing that yeah is amazing and it's a blessing because you know yeah that you, you always be you always be at peace because you're in the will of the father mm. You know the game, was it um, that game back in the day, some NBA jam? He's on fire! (laughs) (laughs) You've dropped dropped so many gems and it's lovely to hear the content already that is really giving glory to the Most High. Where you said about Christ being in the Garden of Gethsemane um, at the time, that's Matthew 26, 39, I'll just read it real fast he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it is possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as i will but as you will and then there was also another beautiful scripture that you mentioned about praying first thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 17 rejoice always pray without ceasing Give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, rejoice Praise always. Christ Jesus. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, because this is the will, as you said, uh, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is a case of praying without ceasing. Um, brother feels married. Mm. To keep that relationship going. Yeah, yeah you need to water it. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> you need to keep that relationship going. And. Um, it's very true of what you're saying. I think it's really important just to be one in the word, but praying. Like I pray for it the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do like even from my the smallest decisions in my life to the biggest, trying to put God in front of it because yes, as what you said, brother Elijah, it's not it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about Him and it's for the glory for Him. Yeah. And um, when you start using going by your own, do you know what I mean? From your own, I don't know, your own ways. This is when you can uh, end up in a little bit of bother. Between, between, between us all, we've got uh, we've got a wealth of we've got a wealth of scriptures. Mm. You know what I mean. We might not know exactly where to find them, but we got the, even like the fragmented parts of it that you can say something. I could finish it off. I could say something, and you could be like, "Yeah, I get that." You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Praying without ceasing. Um, watering keeping that spark going so in the morning you know I have a lyric about uh, woke up this morning I heard my phone calling but I denied it on purpose because first thing is Adonai's worship then it's time to read some verses this world is a circus chaos can make you nervous but always give thanks and praise every day and and brother Elijah's got bars as well. Don't Swear. don't think he Love does it. He has bars. He has some really good bars. So, so brother Elijah, you a rapper as well? No, I used to. I haven't I haven't um, haven't rapped in a while, but like um, I used to I used to um, used to write and do one or two things. I made a couple um, tracks, okay. but um, now do you know now more than ever, what I'm I'm just focused on um, you know um, just seeking the Lord in it and just um, for him to just. You know what? I remember this. I was a brother in the Lord. You know, you know. So funny enough, his name's Phil as well. You know, a blessed man. You know, and he gave me some really, really good advice. You know, and he said to me, because um, we, oh, I used to go out street preaching with him up in Birmingham, and um, he said to me that, um, you know, about Psalm 84, and it speaks and it says that how lovely is thy tabernacle, yeah, mm-hmm. and basically it's just speaking about like um, just seeking the Lord, being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. He said to me this, yeah, and this is very, very good advice. He said, forget, don't. He said, make the ambition of your life, yeah, just, um, just being in the presence of God. Amen. Just, 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 just truly, yeah, forget about doing anything for him. Just let that be your focus. And I remember mm. also, I think it was a man, I think he's gone on to glory now, yeah, but he turned around and he said, or oh, um, the one regret of his life, yeah, was that he spent too much time trying to do things for God rather than being with God. Mm. And that's the truth of the matter, is it? Because it, <laughs> like everything, everything stems from God. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's a thing where the the, the more yeah, obviously that we that we seek the Lord, yeah, God will work in us. We don't need to think, you know what? Like um, put like um um 
bondage on ourselves. They're thinking, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? But we just have to just be with the Lord, be in the Lord. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And the rest will flow. It's true. It's That's true. Right. There's scriptures that um, scriptures that speak on that one. I'll let Brother Bede read this one. Um, but before he does, it's um, one that I kind of go to quite a lot is seek him in his kingdom and his righteousness and all else will be added unto you and then there's also when you said about the brother who gave you that advice or said like you know instead of doing things for god he's present be present with him in the you know in that moment and that reminds me of is it mary and martha at one point when jesus was there and martha i believe it was martha she was busy up herself tidying up the yard basically as we would say today yeah and jesus was like you know, Mary's the obedient one. She's here washing my feet with her hair or whatever she was doing at that time. And um, we can easily, I guess, miss the Father if we're, if we're being too busy with what we want to do. Yeah. Do you want to speak on that, Brother Phil? Yeah, no, I can kind of uh, resonate with that still. Of lately, I've been so busy. Yes. Like working, family, um and trying to prayer life this uh, house renovation but the list goes on <laughs> and the thing is you get to a point it's like you're putting two percent into that five right. percent into that right. five percent into that mm-hmm. five percent you know what i'm saying so like all of these things are not mm. getting your wholehearted attention you know yes saying? yes but as what you're saying brother Ooh, elijah is powerful you need to put the at least 90 to 100 into god right and he could do the rest yes and i i could definitely yeah how many times do people end up putting it not that god is going to compete for our energy but how many times does it look like that on the outside that god is competing for our time and our energy oh i get round to praying to you in a minute i'll get round to seeking you in a minute i get round to <laughs> do you know what i mean but i just got to sell these items i've just got to build this house i've just got to ride here to get what is it get my i've just got to get my steps in come on steps yeah. in do you know what i mean but just then it's handing it all to him yeah. this is the thing i've came to the point now where i'm like okay i've got a busy life at the moment mm. but then this is where i say lord you need to take control yeah. and he just let him be within that where whatever you're doing let him mm. be that little you know i mean if i've got a word for someone that day and i'm taxiing and then I chat to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm always trying to bring him in whatever I'm tr- doing. Rather right, than being, yeah. trying mm. to like fit everything and put my full focus on that, making money or this. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? To put God into that and not worry about the other things. Like if I don't earn X amount of money today, that mm. doesn't matter. God's in control. Brother Elijah, what we did a few months back, um, we put forward our heartfelt scripture. So Brother Benjamin said, David, what's your scripture? Brother Phil, what's your scripture? And Brother Phil said, there's one there about how the father takes care of the grass, how, you know, the the blades of the grass and he dresses the lilies. How much more is he going to take care of us as beings created in his image you know what i mean uh-huh. so yeah definitely pray without season brother um brother benjamin bust that scripture man when oh, i yeah, say so bust it i mean <laughs> 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 you know it's good bro you know it is. it's the lingo um, yeah so brother phil touched on um putting god first in everything he does so um i just found the scriptures proverbs 3 verse 6 proverbs 3 verse 6 it says, in everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Amen. Yeah, I got that one up because, but I feel like, I know you're probably the busiest out of us three. Yeah. Like, out of us three in the room, I don't know right, how. Right now, at the moment. Uh, bro, no, just generally. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, obviously, we're sat bro, down. That, yeah, yeah, but that could all change, though. No, yeah, but I'm just saying. Right so, now, yeah. I'm saying it on the basis, on the back of saying like, nah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm joyful for you mm-hmm. that you're in this place to be even putting, putting this into practice or putting this into play in your life now. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I used to say was, everyone said that they're busy, like you said, I just got to get my steps in there. Yeah? But someone told me an acronym for busy, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it raw done me. Go on. Like, Being under Satan's yoke. Oh wow! But busy, B U S, yeah, and 
I was like, nah, I'm not under his yoke, kill it. Yeah, I said, exactly. and that was something that stuck with me. I'm a guy, you know me, I, mm. these acronyms stick in my head. That's how I Very remember stuff. So. Yeah. It's not it's not biblical, but it's it's a way of remembering stuff. Mm. So I was like, nah, I'm never gonna be too busy for God. No. I'm never gonna be that and and over time I just kept remembering that one. Yeah, don't be too busy. Is don't that one a busy fool? A busy fool? Yeah, a busy fool. There probably is. Yeah, in, in pro- sure. There probably is. Probably is Ecclesiastes, one of them. Yeah. One of them wisdom scriptures there. <laughs> Another one that, um, that I wanted to mention was uh, Matthew 6, verse 33. Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yeah. and all things should be added unto you. That's one that Brother David said. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to throw that in as well. So, so for, yeah, for people who's out there listening... Go back, check the scriptures, read the full scripture to get the context as well. Don't just take our word for it. Go and read it. Before you start reading it, I'll just say, like, just take a moment and Mm -hmm. really, like, take some deep breaths and and really just absorb what you're about to read. Because if -hmm. you do that and take time to read it and really delve into it, it will start reading you back. And that's what what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. Like... So I just, yeah, I just, re- I just recommend people, when we give out scriptures, I recommend that you really, like, you can get it up on Google, just Google yes, it, you simple. don't have to have a book, book yeah. in the Bible nowadays, when the information ages, I keep just saying, straight Google, straight Google, so, yeah. so that's leading on to my question for Brother Elijah, I just want you to tell us a little bit about your, your childhood upbringing and how you, how you kind of came into, into the faith, kind of. Okay, um, so, um. I come from a West Indian background and, um, you know, so when we was younger, um, I used to go to church, you know, but um, it's a thing where didn't really, um, well, you know, it was just, um, it was religion. I didn't know anything, you know, any of the churches that I went to, um, um, I never heard repentance, I never heard... um, I never had anything, to be fair. I think probably the first time I ever read the Bible, I think it was, this is years and years later, yeah, when I was reading in Genesis when it talks about and when when God says that and basically Adam and Eve ate of the tree yeah, and he says basically let's, let's cut off um, the tree of life here before they come become like us. Yeah? And I was thinking, us? Huh? I was saying this to my wife the other day, yeah? I didn't understand because yeah, I didn't know about the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I knew Jesus, that was it. But point being is yeah, is yeah. So anyways, I came from like um, you just me, my mom, and my sister, and my grandmother. But um, even saying that, when I got to a certain age, you know, I literally used to um run, like so my nan would come to um come to get me for church, and I would cut out the back door and jump over the the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite sad to be fair, you know, like um because obviously I um. Do you know what? It's it's crazy because that very that very action, you know, um, very much was was my life running from God. Yeah. You know? How old was you them times? I was a child, man. Like um, I was probably when I was doing that, I probably mm, up to about maybe teenage years or whatever have okay. you. But like um, I was quite um, so. One of the things with me was like um, I always when I would meet people. You know, I, I always, I always wanted to be known and stuff like that. Yeah, so it would always be like, um, I want to see who was the hardest sort of thing. So just to fight, you know. Mm. So um, that was very much um, how I began to um, to take life. So and I wanted to make a name for myself. And as as years began to go by, you know, I began to um, get worse, you know, and getting involved in. in and obviously in things like I shouldn't have, have got involved in, you know, crime, you know, um, yeah, just um, running around with guns, licking off doors, doing all kind of wickedness, you know. Mm. And um, I remember, uh, actually, this is actually, yeah, I remember basically one, one guy, um, he, he's passed now, you know, um, he passed in 2009, he would have been about... Um, He'd have been, I, was, I would have been about 22 or something like that. Yes, he would have been about 20. And it's actually crazy, yes. Because um, I remember, like, he, like, these times we used to spit in that, and then we, he, we used to do, like, tracks at his yard, and he'd done a track, and he, and he had a hook, and the hook said, 
Um, if I ain't rich before 26, I'll be dead or in jail. I'll be dead or in jail. Obviously, my man didn't make it to 21. Oh, you know, wow. I remember, like, um, so basically, um, yeah, I remember. I remember that, you know. And it's a thing where, you know, he got murdered, in it? And um, it kind of, um, it was it was, it was, was quite um, surreal, if that makes sense, yeah, because it was like, um, I remember I was at my friend's house and we was all chilling, like smoking weed and whatever have you. And some girl, um, some woman came and came to the house now and she was like, oh, you heard what happened down the shop? And um, she was like, oh, JJ, um, she said someone got stabbed or something like that, yeah. So I started laughing and that sort of thing. So I was thinking to myself like, oh, can't be anybody that I know, innit? And um, anyways, now I tried to phone uh, my, my virgin at the time and um, he went answering and then his, his younger brother answered the phone. So then we went down to the hospital now, and as he got to the hospital, um, you know, his family was there, people were crying or whatever have you, and then I see his little brother, and he was like, um, yeah, he's dead. Jeez. You know? And, um, yeah, after that, it kind of went a bit nuts. But before that, I was involved in a lot of madness anyways, you know, but mm. after that, I just kind of, um, yeah, I just kind of went down like a dark kind of spiral sort of thing, and not too long after that, you know, I went to prison. You know, because um, um, my my badness, um, my wickedness caught up with me. Mm. You know, and um, even even in that, you know, um, God showed me mercy. It's crazy, yeah, because you know I thought about this the other day. I thought about um, I'll, I'll read the scripture to you first. <laughs> so it's Genesis three twelve, and um, the context is is when um, Adam sinned. And the man replied, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave to me from the tree and I ate. And I was thinking about that scripture. I was thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like, the sinful heart of a man. And you see in that scripture, Adam blames God. Yeah. Literally. Adam turns around and he says, it was the woman that you gave me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eve turns around and she says, raw, it was the serpent. Mm. Yeah. And that is the heart of a sinful man. We always blame somebody else, and that's what I done. My wickedness caught up with me, and even in them times there, you know, um, I was blaming God. I was very bitter, I was very angry, you know, for actions, for my own actions. Right. You know, and uh, even even in that, you know, God showed me mercy, you know, mercy that I didn't deserve, grace that I didn't, des- didn't deserve none at all. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was no better than anybody, you know, and um, and obviously years, years later, you know, reading the word now, knowing, knowing obviously by the grace of God, the word, yeah, yeah. knowing like, as he says, um, I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion hmm. and I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy, hmm. you know, and obviously the context being is we're not deserving of anything. There's some of us, you know, especially the heart of man, we always think, yeah, that something is owed to us. When it is, to be fair, death. <laughs> this is wages of sin. Real, bro. But God in his goodness, you know, kept somebody like me, you know, to, to, to preserve me, you know, but by the grace of God that I may come to the saving knowledge of what he did on the cross of Calvary, that I may be saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know, and I give thanks to God for that, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. He had a he had a plan. Um, the Most High had a, had a plan for each one of his creation. Uh, he's that amazing. And obviously the schemes and the wiles of the enemy has has its presence, unfortunately, in this world. I say unfortunately, but as, as you said when we were getting ready on the podcast early, it's a battle and we thank the Most High for the battle. You know what I mean? Because once we are tested and we overcome, look what happens. Glory goes to the Most High. We're not made like the angels to just give worship to the most high and they don't know anything else we're created different you know so when 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 we when we um fall and we haven't seen his face like that but we're still able to 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 articulate our worship and praise towards him we're still able to see his goodness looking up at the the sky looking up at the trees the birds and all of these biodiversity things that he's created for for man to enjoy and then we give him praise and worship the enemy don't want that obviously do you know what i mean he wants us still he wants to kill he wants to destroy and he, he get them while them get them while they're young 
you know what I mean? Like you said, um, someone getting stabbed and it, it being funny, that was just the culture, do you know what I mean? And if, well, do you if, know what, to be fair, um, I'll take um, responsibility. Resp- yeah, you know we what? do, we yeah. got no choice, yeah. It's a thing where, we always have to remember, you know, I see this in a lot of church culture, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, people give the devil too much onus, yeah, because we always have to remember, God is sovereign. Amen. Many, many people when things happen they say oh the devil's a liar or hey, the devil mm-hmm. or us all these kind of madness mm-hmm. yeah. but the point being is, uh, is that remember we're born sinners the yeah. devil doesn't have to force us into anything here yeah, because we naturally have that proclivity yeah, to do wickedness right. and yeah. turn away from the Lord mm-hmm. like we're literally we're rebels like we were born rebels mm-hmm. that, that's that's the truth of it mm-hmm. you know no none of us here wanted to cut obviously prior to us being saved by the grace of God yeah mm-hmm. we were quite happy in our sin mm-hmm. and that's why when I said there yeah, um, earlier on yeah, I said I said praise God yeah if there's a battle yeah because there's a scripture yeah and i think it's yeah it's romans 7 where paul talks about his struggle with sin yeah mm. and he talks about um doing yeah hating doing what he doesn't want to do but mm. what he wants to do he can't do yeah. yeah and that's why i said praise god for the battle yeah because somebody who who is who is who has an unregenerate heart and who isn't born again they don't have that struggle mm. they will sin quite happily they will lie mm. they will steal they will kill mm. they will sleep with women and they won't feel no type of way about it because they haven't been born again they have a knowledge of sin mm. but it's it's normal it's like a pig in in mud but with a, a, a newborn creation, yeah, by the grace of God, yeah, by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. there's a struggle. Because Absolutely. we know, really? obviously, the old man, there's still a battle. There yeah, will always, the, there'll always the, be at that battle until yeah. we leave this world, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's, and that's what why I, I was, praise God. Yeah. Because we don't have to give Amen. way to that sinful nature. When Jesus Amen. said that we're dead to sin and Amen. now we're alive in Christ, Amen. it no longer has power over us. No. You know, And I thank God for that. You know, that he literally, he broke the chains. Like, we're not, you know, like, there's another scripture that says, like, um, to basically yeah, to um, to render our bodies yeah, I'm just paraphrasing yeah, yeah. To, um, to God yeah, to um, to surrender our bodies yeah, as as a living sacrifice yeah, as a reasonable service mm-hmm. yeah. And when you think about that scripture and what that's saying yeah, mm-hmm. is we should be thankful and 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 give and and rejoice in doing whatever it is for God. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Knowing yeah, what He's saved us from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with you. Um, I'm with you all the way, all the way, all the way. It's, I, I'm not personally trying to give the enemy any uh, props or dues, but I just feel that we have to be aware of of him, in the sense of this rebellious nature. Like you said, we're born with the rebellious nature. Then we yeah, come into the faith. As us. What do you mean? Like in the sense of, I believe that, as Brother Elijah was saying. Yeah. I believe that the things which we're struggling with is just God highlighting our rebellious ways. Mm. So it's like sometimes we, we we blame the devil for everything. Oh, the devil this, the devil that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just us and it's our heart. Do you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like you said, you've got to remember that the devil is the accuser and he's the tempter, isn't it? So he'll dangle something in front of you and then run back and go, look, look at your servant. Mm-hmm. Look what he's done. Because he hasn't actually done it, we mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. and that's no, the that's the difference. It's true. It's true. You know but it's saying? like there's a scripture that um, God says here. Uh, it says that when we're tempted, we're tempted by our own desires. That's right. So it's the, the, we, we will never be tempted yeah, to anything that 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 we don't we haven't enticed in or, or dwelled in in the past. But God is faithful, as the scripture says here, yeah, to make a way. Mm-hmm. So we can always give thanks to God, yeah, because He'll always make that way for us. What I was saying is, is that there's a there's there's a there's a very big distinction between a born again believer and somebody an unregenerate sinner, because like I was saying, they don't know any better. So, like I, you know, like sometimes like um, you'll be in a conversation, you'll be like, oh, you know, yeah, boy, when I was in the world, I've done this and I've done that, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but we always have to remember this. God gave us yeah, a right mind, yeah, and He gave us a conscience, yeah. We all we all have a moral compass. We know what is right and we know what is wrong. Therefore, that's why every single person here that has ever lived will stand before God for judgment, because you know what is right and you know what is wrong. Mm-hmm. So even even when I was when I wasn't saved, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew the things that I was doing wasn't right. Yeah. I knew that um, lying was wrong. No one had to tell me that because that's been instilled in me. 
yeah. it literally the scripture tells us here that basically like when um when we do try to do what's good yeah we're showing you that the word is, is written in our hearts right mm. and that's it you know a child a child will lie yeah and who taught that child to lie because it's already in them it's in the nature yeah exactly but it's a thing where it's 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 just like but they know that what they're doing is wrong same way like if you still you know that it's wrong and let's say, for instance, like you may not have a right mind, like Simonson, you've got something wrong with you, like um, because it can happen, yeah. But the point being is that fair enough. Obviously, the Lord will deal with you how He will deal with you, and He'll deal with you justly. But what I mean is, is that I never had a leg to stand on because I knew everything that I was doing was wrong. Yeah. I just didn't care. I only cared, yeah, when I got caught. Same way, like with um, with um, Cain when he killed Abel. He was good. He was good. Like when he murdered Cape, when he when he murdered Abel, he was he was he was he was he was, he was in his element, yeah. And then no, 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 maybe that's a bit embellishing, but he was cool, yeah. But the point being is, yeah, when God put when God told him yeah the consequences of his sin, he said that's too much for me to bear, yeah. Because now he has to now he has to um the, he has to deal with the consequences of his actions, right? But, but before that, yeah. He didn't care, and that's the same thing with every sinful man. Yeah, like no one cares, yeah, Until about they care. sinning. Yeah. But when when you stand before God and you do, and if you haven't repented and believed in the good news, yeah, yeah. and you receive the consequences of your actions, then you're gonna start bawling. Then you're yeah. gonna be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, you're, gonna, you're gonna come out of everything. Every you're gonna come out of every single thing under the, under the sun, but it's not gonna make a difference. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. So, so, so true. So true. And it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting that the the topic has gone onto onto this about the accountability, like Brother Benjamin just said. And you know, I feel like we're we're coming closer to the end times at the moment with all what's going on in the world. Um, most of the believers are feeling this in and around us, and maybe that's why some people are busying themselves to, you know, taking on more information, etc., etc., because it feels like it's the end times. It feels like certain scriptures are being fulfilled and so forth. So, yeah, that that time of accountability is, is like a theme. It's, it's, it's like an ambient theme that's going around, like, okay, I need to be accountable for this and accountable for that. And it's like, how do people survive? Because it is monumental, you know, it, it is monumental thinking about the judgment Oh, cool. Yeah, but you know what? That's where we give thanks, yeah, because this is it, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is it, and this is what we have to realize, yeah. It's nothing that we can do because it's only it's it's it's, it's, it's the gift of God. It's, it's it's by grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. Mm -hmm. So all we have to do, yeah. Obviously, Jesus says in it, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. You know, another scripture when he says, you know, why do you call me Lord when you do not do as I ask? Do you understand what I'm saying? So obviously we have to continuously search ourselves, yeah, and obviously the word of God first more first and foremost, more importantly, yeah, to see if we're in line with the word and if if our lives, yeah, if we really are in the faith. It says cross examine yourself, yeah, to see if you be in the faith. Yeah. To see if our lives yeah, line up with that word. Because apart from that, yeah, we can't do anything. There's no good works that we're gonna do. Like you could win the most souls, bro. You could have like what millions and millions of people yeah to the lord yeah but when you stand before god that doesn't matter all it matters is did you repent and did you did you put your faith in my son yeah that's that's what that matters because there's going to be two different judgments there's going to be one judgment for believers yeah and there's going to be one judgment and that's what the great white throne of judgment and that's for the whole world of unbelievers yeah they're all going to stand before god and it says yeah in that day it says um that a great multitude, yeah, is going to stand before God, yeah, and it says, yeah, that the books were opened. Yeah. And if your name was not found in the Lamb's book of life, yeah, they were cast into the, into the lake of fire. Yeah. And it's, and then there's a scripture before that, yeah, and it speaks and it talks about, blessed are those who take, for, take part in the first resurrection, mm -hmm. for the second death has no power of them. The second death, yeah, is, 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 is the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. yeah, so anybody that takes part in the great right throne of judgment, you're in trouble. Because it means that you never knew him. It means that you, you weren't saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? So for believers, it's completely different. The Bema see, we're going there to basically to either receive our rewards, yeah, or it's gonna, our, all of our works are going to be tried mm. by fire. 
So if it survives the fire, that means yeah, that we're going to receive reward, yeah? But then if it doesn't and it's burnt up, yeah, it means kind of like basically we, we just got in by the skin of our teeth. We got no reward. Yeah, but, but we always have to remember this year that there's nothing that we can do. It's, it was, it's all Jesus. It's always been him. He's enough. He's more than enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He paid our price and we just trust in that and we just, we, we love him, innit? Do we do. We love like, the Messiah. We, he laid aside his majesty. He put down his mantle, his, fro his, his crown and he came, he came to earth and he done an amazing work. And that is essentially why we're here gathered today, Amen. giving uh, praise and glory. So, Brother Phil has a question. Yeah, yeah, go for it, bro. Like, what was the turning point? Obviously, your life was very different before. So, what was the turning point for you to how you came to Christ? Okay, so the turning point for me was, um, okay, I came out of prison and um, I was, um, you know, um, I, well, I just... I didn't know the Lord, didn't want to know the Lord, to be fair. The only thing that was on my mind was um, fulfilling the lust on my sinful heart. You know, the Bible says that, um, is, was it, I can't remember the, the scripture basically talking about the lust of the flesh, yeah, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But basically, obviously, as a sinner, that's all you care about. That's, that's all that catches your eye. So that's what I was on, you know, like I'd come out of prison and, you know, I just wanted to obviously have my fill of flesh, you know, do all, all everything, just everything. Basically, like, imagine the scenario of like a child, yeah, going into a sweet shop. They'll just go nuts, you know, you just give them free reign and that's what <laughs> I was on. Yeah. So I remember I started to go to church, my mum, and it wasn't because I wanted to, it was because I had to. I remember after the church service finished, I'd stand outside and I remember like um, one of the ladies and I was in there, her name was Siobhan, she said to me, um, she, she sat down and she said, why are you going to church? Is, is it for yourself or for your mum? And I kind of started laughing because I was just like, I, was, I didn't know what I was getting. Obviously I did to a degree, but it wasn't for myself. Myself for what? I didn't, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't care, to be fair. And um, not too long after that, you know, um, I ended up getting recalled, you know, and I got recalled and um, I spent the well, I, I spent a long time in prison, bro. And um, when I when I got recalled, it was worse than the whole years that I was in, you know. And um, what happened is is I I shut myself off, you know, um, and I remember basically. I got recalled and went back to the prison and then I didn't really want to be on any of the landings or anything like that. Like, I just felt quite, quite sick, quite just sad in it because I thought, like, I'm a grown man, in it? Yeah, like, and I'm just looking around and I remember, like, um, I had a cellmate and I just used to close the door, slam the door. And it's funny because when I got recalled, one of the first things I asked for, yeah, when I got back into prison, yeah, was, um, was a Bible, yeah, but, and... And then anyways, now I um, I got moved onto a different wing now. They, now, I was telling them to put me in a block, which is segregation, because I didn't want to be around anyone. And they said to me, like, like you have to do something. And obviously, I, and I, and I wasn't going to do anything, you know, like in regard to that. So then it came to me and they said, oh, you're going to move you over to a different wing. And I said, okay, cool. It's a single wing. So I went over to this wing and I was over there, got food and that. And then I'm um, sorry, a fight kicked off and then they banged us up. And then what happened is, is that um, I remember... Um, I, 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 one of the officers got me a TV, but the TV wasn't working. Anyways, in the morning, I woke up by the grace of God and I could hear voices outside my door saying, yo, when my man comes out, I'm gonna grab him up, we'll grab him, yeah? We'll take him into the shower and stab him up, yeah? And I'm like, huh? And then I could hear more and more voices start to pile up. So, you know, I, as you can imagine, I began to get um, afraid, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I was like, oh man, I'm thinking, so blah, 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 like, what am I going to do, sort of thing, innit? Yeah. So I tried to jump on my bed, like, it's got like a cell bell, and I jumped on the cell bell, you know, no officers are coming. And then um, a man's trying to open up the flap, kind of thing, so I must have blocked up the flap. I can hear him talking, rah, rah. and then I'm thinking to myself, like, um, I'm thinking, like, I need to, I need to, what is it? I think I need to do something, you know, like, um, to get their attention. Because the sentence that I got, yeah, it was called um, ISP. It was called Indeterminate Sentence for the Public um, Protection. Okay. Yeah. And it's obviously, it's a very, um, it's, yeah, obviously, you know, um, like I said, the first time when I went into jail, I was very bitter and very angry, yeah. But um, God is good. 
you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but um, God showed me mercy. So, um, anyways, now I thought to myself, okay, cool, let me smash up my cell, yeah. So I smashed up the cell, nothing, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I thought, okay, um, let me. I, thought, I said to him, I just kind of battled about this. I thought, shall I like set my cell light like, sort of thing, yeah? Get the but get the um, smoke alarm, yeah? Because I was, I was fearful, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I done that, yeah, and. It's still nothing. Wow. So I put it out now, yeah. <laughs> and I just like barricaded up myself. And I remember um, they were coming around like to bring food in that year. And they said, "Oh, he's barricaded up." And then um, came out and they were like, "Oh, listen, man, open the door, uh, take all the stuff down." I said, "Okay, cool." So I took it all away. Mm-hmm. And then they they came in and I was like, "Listen, man, get me off this wing, man." Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's gonna kill me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the brother, like, yeah, he was kind of joking about it. He was like, "What? Well, you're a big lad. You can take care of yourself, mate." Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I was like, I was thinking to myself, bro. And he goes, "Okay, look, what I'm gonna do is, yeah, he goes, um, you'll either move you by the end of the day or um, first thing in the morning." And I said, "Okay, cool." Anyways, now they locked lock me up, and I'm in my cell now, and I could just hear man plotting because, like, it's basically like. Do it like like you're very close in it, so I can hear man at the window, and then I can see like basically people throwing like the plastic or uh, making up shanks in it. Wow. So uh, um, yeah, so obviously I'm just really afraid, you know. And I began to like I'm to be honest, you know, I'll give God the glory in all things, you know. I began to start crying, I had my Bible on my uh, on my on my um, on my neck, not on my neck on my chest, you know. I had it on Psalm 35, yeah. And I was praying and I was crying. I was saying, Lord, don't make me die in prison, man. Don't mm. make me die in prison. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the longest nights yeah, wow. of my life. And um, I hardly got any sleep. And I remember in the morning, you know, I woke up. Yeah, I probably had about an hour or two sleep. And then um, they started busting open the doors and that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to bust open my door. And I thought, oh, the guy sold me a dream. He lied to me. Mm-hmm. So I slammed my door back, yeah. And then um, I must have, I think um, I barricaded up again. And then when they were coming to do bars and bolts, it's when they come round and they check to see, like, basically, you're not trying to um, plan an escape. Like. Sure. So um, a lady came and she was like, oh, can you move it? And I said, okay, cool. I said, listen, man. I said, like, they said they were going to move me rare, rare. And she's like, okay, cool. And I checked to one of the SOs, the senior officer. And I'm thinking, I didn't believe her, but she went and then they came back. They came and they took me off the wing. And as you could imagine, you know, I was, I was very, very happy. Sure. You know, I got moved onto a different wing, and I was on this wing now, and I, I started to like I'm like going on visits and like, seeing my mom and those kind of things there, and I was about and a little bit, and then basically um, I can't remember something that like something happened here, and then I started to shut myself off. You know, I remember um, yeah, I started to shut myself off. Mm-hmm. So for like um, I'd say. For five or six of those months, yeah, I literally, yeah, I stayed in my cell. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember um, I didn't go on no visits, but I stopped making phone calls, mm. you know, really, really in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, in the morning time, they'd come and they'd bust my door and I'd slam it back, you know, I, I didn't even go and get my lunch, that's how deep it was. Yes. And then I, I remember um, what happened is, um, basically, um, some of the officers were coming in my cell, I was like, listen, man, you can't just stay in your cell and just and just read the Bible <laughs> and um, and what is it and um, and then watch TV. You'll go mad, mm. you know. And um, there was a guy, an African dude. Yeah, he used to um like when I used to go out in the London and I used to chat to my man. And I remember when I told him like how long I done in jail and that. Yeah, when he was in my cell one time, my man started bawling and hugging me. Yeah. Uh, and he's bawling yeah, and I'm thinking, why is this guy bawling? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he felt your pain, he felt your pain. Yeah, he did, man. And um, he used to come to my um, to my cell and he used to put under my door, he's called Rhapsody of Realities. So um, I used to read it and it would um, break it down and it would have scripture. Oh, yeah. So that's how the Lord began to minister to me. What a godsend. Amen. And... Um, Anyways, now this is how he began to minister to me. Mm. One time, now I remember I was I was waiting for my parole in that year. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is part of the reason, yeah, that obviously like um, 
you know, I didn't really want to, um, I talked to myself, like, I started to get paranoid and those kind of things there. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to get myself in any mix-up, any problem. Sure. Obviously, like, I've got to go for the pro and all that kind sure, of stuff sure, there. Sure. You know, the fear began to set in again, sort of thing, like, real. Mm. Like, and I must have, you know, like, you get, like, um, the chairs and they've got, like, the metal thing. So I snapped the leg off mm. and it was kind of like a hook. And mm. I put it underneath my cell. Mm. And now I put it underneath my bed. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to myself, in my, in my heart, saying, listen, man, anyone... You know, anyone comes with me, yeah, like, like, bro, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I don't want to, but, you know, fear, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do something, you know, that it won't be pretty sort of thing. I remember mm-hmm. there was a guy that um, was, um, he, he used to get my food, and um, I remember I heard, I heard the man um, talking, because, you know, like, um, people... Uh, sometimes, you know, obviously, everything is by the grace of God, so I just give glory to God, and I thank That's God. True. So I remember one time he came to my soul and I said to him, I said to him, listen, bro, I said, my brother, I said, if I'm not going home, you're not going home either. Remember that? Yeah, my wow. man got shook and he was like, nah, nah, nah. Like, it's cool. But I heard man plotting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but obviously, and um, anyways, now, I remember like, um, I was, yeah, like I said, I was, I was really, really bad to be fair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I remember my mom got to a point, yeah, I phoned my mum one time now, yeah, and then um, she was telling me to phone her, her pastor at the time, yeah. Okay. And um, I was like, um, I was like, I was sort of like, phone her for what, innit? Yeah, anyway, I phoned her, and she never told me anything. You know, to be fair, there was nothing that she could tell me. I, 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 yeah, um, not nothing that she could tell me, but yeah, she didn't even have nothing to tell me, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I thank God, you know, that he used... Um, you know, Ernest um, to, for the Rhapsody of Realities. That's it. And then, um, like I said, he began to minister to me. Yeah. And I remember my mum called up and she was saying, listen, if anything happens to my son, you know, like, um, I'll do what I have to do, my have you. And then they started to come to my cell. Even right. one time they sent a, a prison chaplain. Right. And this man, yeah, and, you know, like, um, I pray, you know, he repents and that, um, you know, he has a true living relationship with God because okay. this brother, this is the one that came into my cell and he said, listen, you can't just be in your cell and, and reading the Bible wow. and, and, and watching TV. He goes, you'll go mad. Hmm. Yeah. And the only thing that this man could have gave me was the gospel and he didn't give me that. Mm. Who was that, never, who's that never, the chaplain? Never, it's true. I never heard the yeah. gospel before. I didn't know about the good news. Didn't know any of those things there. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and in those, not just every single person, yeah, whether you're in prison or not, needs the gospel because so the gospel, without the gospel, there is no salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. Uh, told us, yeah, I am not ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1.16, for it's the power of God unto salvation for the Jew first and then to the Greek. Right. So that's what I needed. Yeah. I needed hope, mm-hmm. but because I had no hope. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night, um, I feel like every night I prayed like around eight or nine, I was on my knees and I was literally crying, crying. And, um, I felt like somebody was watching me, mm. and um, I turned around, and um, it was it was nighttime, and there was a figure through the flap, and the, the man said, um, "Young man," he said, "Come here, please." And I got up off my knees, I went to the door, and he said to me, um, "He said, Jesus loves you. Be strong." And hey, I get shivers. He gave me. He gave me exactly what I needed because Crazy I thing. I was I was literally on on the on the cusp, you know. Mm. I was I was yeah I yeah I was just yeah I was I was yeah I was dead I was dead, you know. And, and I really was when I say that I was dead in my sins, dead in my transgressions, you know. And I was without hope, you know. God gave me hope. Amen. And um, I remember. Um, I can't remember if that was that morning, whatever have you, but I remember like one of the officers who knew me from years ago, mm-hmm. he came into my cell and I remember I said to him, I said, remember I told you I'm going home? And he said, um, who told you that? And I said, remember I told you that? Anyways, fast forward now, and I went for my parole. I went for my parole now. I haven't seen my mum now probably in like six months to see my mum, you know, you can imagine it was a bit emotional. Yeah. Then um, in, the, um, in the parole board and there's three women and um, my inside probation and my outside probation officer sure. and my my inside probation officer, this brother, he's um, he is um, he's advocating for my release. Okay. Yeah. He's like, listen, man, like, he was doing well in the community, da, 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 da. you know, like, you should release him. Yeah. yeah. And then um, my outside, he was like, nah, 
you know, I felt like um, you should put him into open prison and all these kind of things there. And then mm-hmm. when it was the parole board did the women's time to speak, it was actually crazy. These women, it was like these women were fighting my battle. Hey. I, I, I kid you not. Um, and then the floor got handed to me, you know, obviously they began to ask me questions and all those kind of things there, mm. you know, and a little bit through the um, parole, you know, I kind of broke down, started barring, mm. you know, and then they said, do you want a minute? And I said, yeah, cool. And I began to keep carrying talking. And um, after that now, I remember went back to my cell and it was a two week wait, mm. you know, and um, then literally the, the, on the 14th day, it was my birthday. Oh, <laughs> September wow. the 7th and this when I was supposed to get my decision wow. so I remember I was, I was in my cell and I was um, I started to get angry because it's getting about it's about probably after after one or two something like that mm. and after those times anybody that's official yeah, mm-hmm. or anybody's going to give you any information stuff like that they're gone so I'm thinking no yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to phone my solicitor I'm going to while out I'm going to say yo man like they're, they're doing this they're doing that mm-hmm. anyways now then I hear, I hear a knock here, and then it was the lady, you know, because my inside probation officer said to me, if you don't get your um, your decision within a week, yeah, I won't be the one that we give it to you. And he said, all the best, yeah. So this was another probation officer. She came, she goes, okay, I've got your decision here. I'm just going to get an officer to open your door. Right. I said, cool. And then I'm walking back and forth with myself, and I'm saying, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, remember the scripture, yeah, if you have faith as small as a mustard, mustard seed. seed that's yeah, it. If you tell that mountain to move, you know. So I was walking back and forth saying, Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank, thank you, Jesus. You. Mm-hmm. And it felt like like it took a little while for them to open my door. So they bust my door now and then she gave me a letter, opened it up, and I'm reading it and she said, Turn to the back. So I turned to the back now, I'm reading it and she goes, No, 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 go all the way to the end. And I said, Okay, cool. And I'm reading it and I said does this mean what I think it means? Mm-hmm. And she says, yes, smiling. I said, I'm going home. And she says, yes. I say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And um, after that now, it was a two-week waiting process here yeah, for them to get me a bail hostel. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't go straight home. And then I figured to myself, okay, like, you know, like, now nah, I just kind of got to be on guard because I can still, they can, my parole can still get taken away from me. Yeah. Sure. I remember I went to the office and I said, listen, man, put me in the block. I was like, well, you just got your parole. And I said, listen, don't, go, don't worry about that. Just put me in the block. You <laughs> 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 don't want to be nowhere, nowhere <laughs> that anybody could get to you and mess up your blessing. Yeah, for real, bro. And then I remember, like, he said, no. And then um, one of the officers, actually, yeah. Um, wow. On, on the day, yeah. Literally on that day, um, in the morning, that same officer that knew me, he busted my door, and I said to him, "I told you." <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I remember like waiting now, mm. and um, one of the officers come to my cell, um, and he said to me, um, "Has anybody spoken to you?" And I said, "No." And I said, "What?" And he said, um, "Your name's not down on on the um, on the list to be released." And in my, in my, in my, um, I didn't say this out loud, but I said it inside. I said, the devil's a liar. Straight rebukage. Because yeah. I was thinking, no, I didn't, I didn't know about rebuke. I didn't know nothing, but yeah, I, I know, just thought I to know. myself, I you know, know, like, um, the devil's a liar. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, even to the last moment, the enemy was trying, obviously, God's in control of all things. I'm not giving credence or, of course. Um, um, you know, to the devil. No, you know, no, but no. God's in control. But no, I was no. just, you know... And um, he said, don't worry, though, the SO was trying to sort everything out. I was okay, cool. So mm-hmm. I'm still in my cell now, chilling. And then, then basically, yeah, when it started to take everyone down, and I'm walking now, and I must have seen one brother, one of the next brothers that was trying to plot on me as well. And as I'm walking now, there's a gate between, there's like a, a fence between us. And my man, um, he's looking at me, and, he, and he's, he's put his face pushed up, yeah. And he's like, you going home? And I smiled, and I said, yeah. And he was like, cool yeah but you could just see that the, the, the hatred you know like obviously but anyways now it took me down to reception i'm in reception now and i was the last one then a brother came in one of the officers and he goes um what's your surname i told him he's like don't worry mate you're going home we're just sorting out there i was like okay cool so anyways now chilling now then they caught me they took me into um, the thing gave me my clothes and that went into this next room and then there was another brother and this brother you know what? while i was in there um 
there was this Irish guy and um, he tried he tried setting me up as well still not gonna lie mm-hmm. I remember one time he came to my cell and he was like yeah man come and yeah basically try to set me up in that and I was looking at his brother mm-hmm. and I was just with wicked intentions I was just saying to myself you know what yeah I should just brock him up mm-hmm. yeah that's what I was thinking was I should close his door and just brock him up yeah but I remember reading the scripture yeah about um, your enemies, yeah, and basically being good to them, and it's heaping coals in their head. Right, right, right. You know? um, so I began, I still began to give him f- like food and stuff like that, noodles and all that kind of stuff there, canteen stuff, mm-hmm. you know? But anyways, now we're in the thing, and then you asked me for some cocoa butter. Okay. Yeah, because he's like, oh, and I took a cool, gave him some, and I'm just happy, man. So I'm thinking, I'm getting home, man, I'm getting home. And I thought, sorry for this brother, he was like, ah, uh, I ain't got nobody, I'm going out there to nothing. That, yeah, he's an older guy, probably, I don't know, like, um, yeah, probably a late 50s, something like that, but he had nothing and no one, yeah. you know. And um, no, I can't remember what I said to him, I tried to give him a little bit of encouragement. But, anyways, now, um, I must have, yeah, waiting now, then, yeah, got released. Amazing testimony so far from our brother Elijah. I am my brother's keeper podcast. We will be back with more next time.